Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. And we're, we're in a series called God's uh, Faith, God's Open Door. Hallelujah. And uh, we're, we left off two weeks ago because... Uh, Last week, the Spirit of God moved, and that was it. So we don't try to, you know, extend things unnecessarily long if we don't need to. How many know that uh, your, your life in the Lord is not just in church? In fact, the majority of it is out there. And so you've got to have some faith and know what faith is. Otherwise, the devil's just going to eat your lunch. You know, what the, you know what you know about the devil. You should know this by now. He's a non-negotiating person. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy, and you can't make deals with him, so you have to drive him out. You can't just let him hang out, okay? Uh, And so we do this by faith. And I want to talk about the subject of faith, and I'm going to read. We're going to be looking at Abraham in verse 17, but I just want to read a couple of scriptures the Lord has given us concerning faith. I don't want you to turn to these, but just listen and uh, make a few comments, and then we'll get right into Abraham here. But uh, Matthew chapter 17, verse 20 says, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. I love that. Those are the words of Jesus. Mark chapter 9, verse number 23 says, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Excuse me. First John chapter 5, verse number 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. And what is it? It is our faith. So we know this. A.W. Tozer said this, Unbelief says, Some other time, but not now. Some other place, but not here. Some other people, but not us. Faith says, Anything he did anywhere else, he will do here. Anything he did any other time, he is willing to do now. And anything he ever did for other people, he is willing to do for us. Um, Some of the other things that the Lord said to us, the reward of faith is worth worth the feelings of uncertainty, uncertainty that accompany obedience to the word. The five senses never appreciate obedience to the unseen. But they always want to take all the credit when the manifestation comes. How many know you or my flesh is a stupid, okay? It is the nature of the flesh. So step out, but remain humble, and be very careful to give God all the, all the glory. Some of the other things the Spirit of God said to us, don't underestimate the importance of understanding Bible faith. I know this, 2 Peter 1.1, this was a warning. We get ourselves into danger when we treat as common what God calls precious. So there are people that actually despise faith preaching, which is strange because it's what Paul preached. He said he preached the word of faith. That's what he preached. And so we need to be careful that we hold as precious what God holds as precious. Amen? So... 
this concerning Faith Family Church specifically, I believe God desires that this church walks consistently by faith and enjoys frequent saturations from the Holy Spirit while maintaining emotional stability, I love it, through spiritual maturity. I love Pentecostals because I've been around them for a long time, charismatics, whatever you want to call us. Throw your brand on it, I don't care. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me. But I will say this, some charismatics, word of faithers, Pentecostals, whatever you want to call them, they need to learn how to be emotionally stable. My goodness, they ride the wave of emotion. And they call it the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with it. They're like, well, God's up today. Well, I think he's down tomorrow. No, he's up every day. In fact, he never has a bad day. He never does. He knows the end. We won. Yay! Jesus was so aware of the fact that your emotions would be distracted by this world that he gave you a promise that most people don't put on their fridge, but they should. He said, in this life, you're going to have trouble. Most people would hear that word and go, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. And Jesus would look at him and said, you can't rebuke me with my name. Doesn't work that way. His name doesn't have authority over him. But he said, go ahead and cry and moan and see if you can get through. No, he said, what? Be of good. Why? Because he, glory to God, he has overcome the world. I just don't find the joy. It's because you ain't looking in Jesus. He's overcome the world. There is only one way to receive the supernatural power of God. And that is to believe with the heart. Faith is a requirement. Faith is not a suggestion. It's a requirement. Amen? Now, the good thing is, is that you don't have to conjure it up in yourself. All you need to do is engage your will into the word of God because the faith that you need is in the word of God. I said the faith that you need is in the word of God. Now I'm not going to teach this this morning but I feel like I need to say this because whenever you have seasoned believers or younger believers kind of mixed together in the crowd you kind of get a if, if I could I don't know that I could describe this to you but I understand how to operate in it you can kind of sense people where they're at and hear their thoughts a little bit. Now, it's not a chaotic thing, okay? So don't think that. It's not like I'm up here going, please stop thinking. I can't control my mind. It has nothing to do with any of that. You're in the flow of the Spirit. So what the Holy Spirit does is he'll prompt me to something that a question may be going on in someone's heart. Now, if you read the Gospels, you'll see that Jesus functioned this way. He'd look at people and he'd say, why do you want to murder me? We don't want to murder you. You're telling God he doesn't know whether you want to murder him or not. And there are still people today that want to murder him. You know, they drive their car into the Ten Commandments. They do all that stuff. You know, they're against the church. And that will always be because the murderer is loose in the earth. And as long as people yield to the murder spirit, they'll murder. Amen? You say, the murder spirit, we have to cast it out. Well, the devil is active. I suppose if it was in somebody, if they were demonically possessed, we might have to cast it out. But realize that, any, that this world functions in death, right? 
and we're functioning in life. So we're dealing with those questions. I, I wish, you know, there was some way to totally shut off the spiritual warfare in the atmosphere. And if it was possible, I'd have done it by now. You know, you have people come up to you and like, could you pray that the devil will leave me alone? If I could, I would have done it for me before I did it for you. But I can't because I'm here and the enemy's here and he's got a lease that was given to him by Adam. So I have to resist him. So the thoughts then as I'm ministering that come up within your mind, you, you, th those things the Holy Spirit sometimes will have me answer. I call it prophetically preaching. But really it's just truthfully, it's just being led by the Spirit of God while you're ministering. So where, to go back to where we started there, where does faith come from? You have to answer this question. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the and it says word of God, which is not a wrong translation, but a better translation would actually be the word of Christ. If you look it up in the original Greek. In other words, Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, when you hear his words inside, think of a, a seed. What is inside of an apple seed? There's an apple tree in there. So what is inside the word of God? Resurrection graces. Christ in you, the of glory. The expectation, the confident expectation of glory. So within you, if you're born again in this place this morning, you have the hope of glory on the inside of you. Glory to God. Now, sometimes people say, well, that's just for eternity. Well, that's a part. But there's things that are available here and now. Now, I've had people argue with me on this, and I'm not going to argue about it because the scripture is pretty clear here uh, on these things. But I will say this, even if it was just I get to go to heaven when I die, I would receive. It's true. I mean, what I mean by die, after my body falls off. Because the scripture says that I've already passed from death unto life. Okay, because I'm the spirit man on the inside. These are the windows. These are these ears are you know side doors. I don't know what they are. <laughs> but whatever you have in the natural, to a degree, you have it's a mirror of the spirit. Okay, so when this is all said and done, what will take place? I'll get a glorified body, but I'm on the inside. So to help you understand that, without going to, into teaching on it. What gives a glove life? You on the inside give your body life. That's how you understand the spirit, okay? Now, there's more to it than that, but we don't have time to go into that, and that's not the subject, but those little truths will help you as we move forward here. All right, Romans chapter 4. Uh, verse number 17 says this, and I'm going to read these in the Amplified. Um, because I think it does a good job with these verses. So Romans chapter 4, verse number 17, we're talking about, if you want to write it down in your notes, we're talking about heart faith or believing with the heart. Romans 4, 17, and we're going to describe this heart faith through the life of Abraham, who is called the father of faith. As it is written... I have made you the father of many nations. Now, this is the Lord has spoken to Abraham, uh, actually Abram at the time, and said, I've made you the father of many nations. 
Uh, the Amplified says it this way. He has appointed our father in the sight of God, talking about Abraham, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he foretold and promised as if they already existed. Let me read this to you just in the New King James. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of him, God the Father, who he believed, who Abraham believed. God who gives life to the dead. What does he do? He gives life to the dead. And he does what? He calls those things that do not exist as though they what? As though they did exist. So what do we see from this verse? We see that God told Abram who was childless, that he should name himself Abraham. Now, I don't have time to... I'm not going to get into the detail of why specifically he did that, but I want to get to the result. Abram had no kids. God changed his name to what? Abraham. The word Abra or the name Abraham means father of many nations. Now, this is a first key to faith. True heart faith. God said, call yourself what you're not in the natural. God told Abram, who has no kids, to call himself a father. Well, that's contradictory, isn't it? I don't mess with your natural head. Well, you know, medically, they just can't have kids. You know, Abraham and Sarah show up to the doctor. Oh, what are you guys in for today? Oh, we're going to have some kids. Doctor says, no, you're old. Sarah, uh, who has already gone through the change of life, how many are aware of what the change of life is? Okay. For you kids, ask your parents when you get home. All right? <laughs> You're welcome, parents. So, so, in other words, she, can't, she couldn't have kids when she was younger. And now she really can't have kids. And God says, You're going to have kids. And I want you to change your name to father before you ever see those kids. That is heart faith. All right. Let's look at it a little deeper here. Abraham, in true Bible, Bible faith, took God at his word and believed. Abraham trusted God to give life to his dead body through what God had spoken. Bible faith speaks of the non-existent promises of God as if they were already here. Now, if you're going to operate in this kind of faith, and usually you get this kind of response because people's minds are going double over time. They're thinking to themselves, no, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. The Bible doesn't make sense. It makes faith. Well, I just don't, I just don't want to function. I just want to function in common sense. Then you'll never own, you never function in supernatural sense. And I, I just always like to ask this question. Was it common sense that got you born again? 
you already are crazy to the world. You might as well just wear the t-shirt and jump off into the deep end of the word. And enjoy the Canaan land while you're here. Faith will say about itself what God says about it. What did Paul do? He fully immersed his identity into the resurrection. I fully, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The doctor, you're depressed. The joy of the Lord is now, I'm not telling you to argue with your doctor. Leave your doctor alone. He doesn't know or she doesn't know what we know here. Keep going to your doctor if you need to, but declare what the Lord said about you. And then as the fruit of that comes forth, as you hear the word of the Lord and you begin to put it in your mouth, you begin to act on the word of God and you begin to declare the word of God, allow heaven to invade your natural space. Allow the doctor to see the reading on their test that states what God already stated, which you received by faith before you felt it because that's what biblical faith is. In fact, if you're born again in the room, you're already operating in it. Tell me, where is heaven? Can you show me on the map? Show me. You're believing in something unseen to the natural eye. But yet you know within your heart that it's real. That Jesus is alive. What is that? Faith. You're operating in faith right now. All you have to do is learn to extend that into his graces, his promises, manifesting in your natural world. In other words, you begin to believe. I, I did this, I had some addiction issues years ago. And in order to break them, I got a hold of a scripture. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. Even when I messed up in that area, I'd go back to that verse and say, Lord, I yielded to the flesh over here. I shouldn't have done this. My mind was not in the right place. I did not exercise my authority in Christ like I should have. But Father, you said I'm a new creation. And you said he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And this hang up, this addiction does not own me. It is not my identity. My identity is in you. Lord, you said if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Everything old is passed away, and all things have become new. And all things are of God, who has reconciled me to himself through the blood and body of Jesus Christ. I know, I know, I've said it for weeks and weeks and weeks, but it is so good. You may look on the outside and go, man, he doesn't look like he's much of a righteous guy. He doesn't look so good, but on the inside, I am muy guapo. <laughs> Mike Hill gave me that one. Muy guapo on the inside. And this outside will catch up to what's on the inside. Come on, you need to say it about yourself. You should see, I am so good looking on the inside. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on the inside. 
There is nothing of the enemy that owns you anymore. You have been sanctified. You have been set apart. You've been blood washed and bought. You've been purchased. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. You've been jam-packed with resurrection graces. The problem is you keep looking in the mirror going, I got a new wrinkle. Stop looking at the natural and look at the spiritual. You are, I was put it to you like this. <laughs> you little believers, you. <laughs> you adult believers, you. Listen to me. You are walking in faith more than you realize. And the devil is deceiving you and telling you you're not and you are. You should just walk around all week going, I'm a believer. That's what I do. I believe in what I don't see. And just keep hanging out, devil, because what I believe is coming to pass. Because I'm not standing on my own righteousness. I'm not standing on my own ability. I'm standing in him. I know I'm unimpressive in the natural. It doesn't matter. I'm not looking after my own from the natural. I'm looking after me from the mirror of the word of God, from the reality that what? I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The devil is a liar. He is a known, logged, written down liar. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. You'll fulfill the whole call, right? All the way to the end. Amen? That's your word, okay? You'll fulfill the whole call all the way to the end. Amen? All right. So you got to realize this. Verse 18 says this. In the Amplified, it says, For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, ho gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations. As God had promised, so numerous shall your descendants be. Abraham had no evidence in the natural. In other words, human reason for hope being gone. He had no evidence in the natural or from the human standpoint that he would have a child. We should not put our hope or expectation in anything in this world. Have you ever been believing God for something or asking God about something and it looked like it was going to come through a natural, particular natural way, but it didn't? That shouldn't even bug you as a believer. Because you go, oh, it didn't come that way. It just come in another way. Why? Because God is the God of the universe, right? So he can, if he needs to, he can, he can tap on someone's shoulder that's a child of his or even not. And if it's something natural that needs to come through another person or through some avenue, he can cause that to happen whether you recognize the channel or not. Don't, when it comes to faith, don't worry about channels. Focus on your source, which is Jesus. Natural things will let us down. On the contrary, we should put great expectation in God and in his promises. When you have faith, there is no such thing as a hopeless situation. Glory to God. Let's say it again. When you have faith, there is no such thing as a hopeless situation. Everything in the natural can scream at you that there is no way you are going to get out of this one. But, th but this is where we expect or hope in faith. 
Abraham hoped in faith. In other words, hope, by definition in the Greek, is a confident, joyful expectation. So if you're kind of moping about your situation, you need to make some adjustments. Well, I know God's going to do it sometime. That's not joyful. Well, I don't feel like it exactly. You're faithing like it. You're not feeling like it. You're faithing like it. Now, some people say, oh, that's mind science. No, 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 no. It's Christian sense. I'm not talking about some weird, you know, I'm just a positive thinker. It's just positive. That's who I am. I'm just positive all the time. I just like to be positive because the universe responds to positivity. That's new age garbage. I'm talking about that I'm in covenant with heaven. And that God has given me promises in his word. And I align myself because he's created me to believe. I align myself in my believing with his word. And as I'm walking out patiently year by year, the manifestation of these promises are coming to pass in my life. That's faith. That's what Abraham did from the time of his promise to the time of manifestation was 25 years. Bible hope looks good, looks to God in expectation of what is promised. All of Abraham's expectations of this coming to be in his life rested completely in the promise of God. Abraham is looking to God based on what he said to change his natural circumstances. This is how we obtain the promises of God. One... uh, particular commentary said this, Abraham believed in the God who calls the dead to life and who brings into being even things which were not in existence. Without faith, there is no capacity for contact and communion with God. The things of God are spiritual and invisible. The natural eye cannot see them. Faith is the taking hand of the Spirit. Without that hand, man has, not, has no grasp of eternal things. Faith is the what? The taking hand. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you... And that word receive actually means take. If you look it up in the Greek. Whatsoever things you desire, obviously in line with God's word... Don't pray for stuff that's dumb. (laughs) That's not Greek, but it'll work. (laughs) Don't be carnal in your prayers. Okay? But, But you're believing God. You're asking for things that he's promised you. And what does faith do? It takes hold. Now, if I had a rope, I could do an illustration here. But I don't have one, which is fine. You'll get the idea. Faith... Here's the promise of God and says, Lord, I receive that. Where most people miss out is not a lack of faith. It's a lack of endurance. The scripture scripture says this, through faith and patience. Well, I just don't want to wait. Why? If your patience is being worked according to James, you're coming out perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I mean, you thought you looked good before. Just let patience have its work. 
you're going to look really good. Some of you don't believe that. Tell your neighbor, you say, you think I look good now? <laughs> Just give me a couple years. <laughs> you're going to look really good. You keep walking by faith. You keep living with the Lord. The glory of God looks good on a person. Amen? Abraham's faith was in God who quickens the dead. In other words, makes the dead alive. So what's dead in your life? God can make it alive. He quickens the dead. And in God, in the God who actually creates new existences. I love that statement. Abraham's faith was in the God who quickens the dead and in the God who actually creates new existences. And against hope or against all natural thinking, knowledge, possibility, Abraham believed in hope or put his expectation in God. And in hope he anticipated and by faith he appropriated. In hope he what? Anticipated and by faith he what? Appropriated. He took it to himself. Humanly speaking, his case was hopeless. Let me, we're going to uh, come back to this uh, next week, maybe. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Let me read this last statement to you, and then we'll, Joy, you can come. And we'll wrap up this morning. <laughs> Living by faith is allowing the word of God to inspire you to great things and then allowing the Holy Spirit to, to direct you down paths that lead to that place. Truly walking in faith seems ridiculous and foolish to the world and to carnal, naturally ruled Christians. Oh, you actually believe that you're going to have an impact even though the world seems to be getting worse. Oh, I believe we're going to have more than an impact. I actually believe that, that Jesus uh, finished the devil. No, oh, so you're saying you'll have no problems. No, I didn't say that. I said I'll, over overcome, I'll overcome them all through the overcomer who's in me. Oh, you, you actually think people that, that uh, are living these crazy lifestyles are going to come to Jesus. I don't think it. I know it. We have them sitting here. Listen, I could, if I got, there are people here today that know me from years ago. Some know me when I first got saved, but some know me before that. If God can turn me around and them around, he can turn anybody around. There is no hell. There is nothing of hell that has power over our res resurrected Christ. If Jesus were to step down into hell right now, because he already plundered the place, right? Every demon there bows. Satan himself must take a knee. And he's my big brother. 
He's your big brother. He was the firstborn among many. Now, I don't know where I'm at in the line. Maybe you can move up if you do enough. I don't know. But it doesn't matter because we're all in the kingdom if we're born again. Now, if you're not born again, you're not in. You need to get in. Right? But I'm telling you, by faith, you can overcome. I'll put it to you like this. Don't wake up in the morning outside of faith. Don't go to the doctor outside of faith. Don't, don't do anything business-wise, marriage-wise, relationship-wise. Don't live outside of faith. Just remain in faith. Stop looking to your feelings to see if you're in faith. Check your heart, your inner man, you. I'm in faith. Why? I feel nervous. Glory to God. The peace of God rules my heart and my mind. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like my prayers are working. Oh, my prayers are so effective. Because according to the scriptures, the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man or woman, what? Makes tremendous power available. When you walk into your job tomorrow morning, if you're going to work in the morning or whenever, you should walk in and go, power has arrived. People say, oh, you're bragging on yourself. No, I'm bragging on my Jesus. I'm bragging on Holy Ghost power living on the inside of us. Don't say, oh, we just don't know what to do with our two-year-old. Say, I've got the mind of Christ. And you grab your two-year-old and say, you may be causing problems right now, but I've got God on my side, and we're going to get you lined out before this is all said and done. <laughs> Grandma, Grandpa, you can do it too. Through the spirit of inspiration and the rod of correction, we will get you where you need to be. <laughs> every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus this morning. Ushers, if you want to help me, uh, if there is anybody that is choosing, I don't know if I assume Rick talked to you. But if there is anybody here who receives Christ, we want to get a new believer's pack into your hands. And sometimes people will give their heart to the Lord when we pray, but they either get nervous or whatever it is to come up and have the altar care team minister to them. Which, uh, I mean, I would prefer that you just were bold and came forward if, if you do give your life to Christ today. But if not, my ushers are watching and they're going to hand you a new believer's pack, and I really want you to take it. Um, it has within it, I mean, there's some things just for you, but the most important things are, there's a new believer's card in there with some messages that are categorized on our website just for you to help you grow. Um, and there's some other things in there for you as well, some books and things. Uh, the altar care team can explain it better to you if you do come. Uh, but if you don't, please receive that gift from us. Because I know uh, sometimes people make a choice to take off, and that's okay. We're not going to condemn anybody. 
but we just want you to begin to be fed because there's something about all of this. I know there's a devil out there and he hates every one of you, especially those that haven't given their heart to the Lord. And he knows if you do, his days are numbered in your life. So he's after you, but you can get out of his camp and learn how to defeat, walk in the victory that, that Christ has given us in defeating him. So I just want to share this before we go. We know that from Ecclesiastes 3.11, that eternity is in the heart of every person. So every person has a deep-seated knowledge of eternity in their hearts and minds by God himself. The question is not whether you'll be eternal or live eternally. The question is where you will live eternally. And we're offering, or Christ is offering heaven today. We know this, that God loves us and does not want us to perish from John 3, 16 and 17. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We know that all people have sinned and sin is what causes separation from God. We know this from Romans chapter 3, verse 23, which says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We know that heaven is a free gift. You can't earn it or deserve it. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Just a couple more things here. We know that God wanted us to be brought back into relationship with him. Romans 5 verse 8 and 9 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Christ. So Christ has given us the ability to come back to the Father and be removed from wrath. We know finally that we receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can place your faith in Jesus and receive God's gift of eternal life right now. If you'd like to receive Jesus, I would like you to raise your hand so I can pray with you. And then also, anybody online, and the ushers will help me too. Nobody looking around other than my ushers. If there's anybody online, Josh, let me know. But I just want to give you a second. Maybe you don't know for sure. Maybe you need to rededicate your life. I don't want you to go out of here without me at least giving you that opportunity. So if there's anybody, I'm going to look again. Raise your hand where you're at. And we'll pray with you. Okay, praise God. Well, this is going to be a big load of believers that are going to heaven one day. <laughs> you know, hopefully they have a big enough bus. <laughs> I'm sure there's enough angels. You can go ahead and look up if you would. We have our altar care workers on either side here. If you need prayer for anything after the service, you're welcome to come, whether it be healing or prayer of agreement, deliverance. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, please come. These guys are experts in this area. They'll help you with that as well. Uh, please come back if you would. We'd love to see you again for those that are visitors, for those that are, are with us consistently. Don't forget, guys, we have service Wednesday night. Is there anything else I need to announce? Boy, you're the best. Remember, you're muy guapo. We'll see you guys. God bless you. Have a great week.
Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.